Cool, thank you for that introduction, John. Cool. So yes, um, as John said, my name is Simon. It's really good to be here this morning. Uh, got a real soft spot for the Light Church. Lots of friends here. Uh, seeing you right from the beginning. And just amazing to see, as John said, what God has done in this place over 10 years. And to see you now giving away £20,000 to bless the community is just such a thing in God. And you should be pleased. Not like proud, but pleased with what God is doing. And I'm going to kind of preach to you this morning. As Chris said, uh, it's the first Sunday in Advent. Um, and for a lot of us, what that means is Advent calendars. That's what we associate that with. And at, at the moment, one of my favorite things to do is at work to go around and kind of look at all the Advent calendars and like open one of the days, eat the chocolate, and then just push it back in so no one knows. Maybe put a paper clip in there or something like that. So the 10th is going to be pretty bad for a lot of people. I think I might actually be the Grinch. Maybe that's the role I play. But Advent is about preparing for the coming of Jesus. It's about counting down and being excited about the coming of Jesus Christ, him being born. And I want to kick us off this morning with kind of like an Advent preach, something to get us excited about Christmas. And I've kind of got the highfalutin title of The Glory of God at Christmas. I'm not that good at titles, so hopefully it'll get better from there. Um, And I want to talk about it because glory is one of those really weird Christian words that you only know if you kind of go to church. So it's kind of like one of those top five weird Christian words. It's probably up there with hallelujah. I mean, we're singing it this morning. No one, does anyone know what that means? Probably someone with a theology degree. Up there with praise be. Praise be, brother, sister. Uh, Quiche, definitely a weird Christian word. And light groups. I mean, what is a light group? Is it where you discuss the difference between halogen bulbs and fluorescent lighting? I don't know. So when you're in the Christian world, there's just some stuff that you you use and you sometimes don't stop and think. But I want to say to you this morning, sometimes those weird words are worth thinking about and understanding. So I want to talk this morning about what is the glory of God? What is glory? Why does it matter? And I want to tell us at the beginning, I'm not going to keep you waiting with what I think the definition of glory is. And I would then want to unpack that and I want to then give us our response to that and how it's all connected to Christmas. And really the glory of God is three things for me. And the first thing is, it's who God is. So it's his character, it's what is God like, who is he, what is God like? But it's not just what is God like and who is he, it's that when we see that, our response is, it is good. It's not just who is God, but that God is good. And the third thing is this, that God longs to display his glory or his character and who he is. He wants to tell people about who he is. He wants to tell us and share himself. He doesn't want to keep his goodness to himself. He says, I am who I am. And I am good. And I want to share who I am with you. And that is the glory of God. And I want to unpack that. So what does that mean? Well, let's start with it. The first thing is this. Who is God? How do you describe God? Because God is unseen. And like I said, the glory of God is it's it's his character. It's who he is. It's how you would describe God. It's as if you had met him and then went to talk to someone else and you would say, this is what God is like. Who is God? And that presents us with a problem, doesn't it? Because God is unseen. He's invisible. We don't see who God is. So how do you describe him? It's a difficult thing to do. 
And one pastor said, it's like the difference between describing a basketball and the word beauty. So like with a basketball, well, it's pretty easy to describe, isn't it? It's just round. It's often made of rubber. It might be made of leather and it bounces and you might chuck it in a net. But when someone asks you, how would you describe the word beauty? Well, that's a bit more difficult, isn't it? It's a bit conceptual. You know, what I'd do is I'd probably just go, well... I often get it, by the way, Simon, you're a beautifully handsome man. And I reply, yes, yes, I am. It's hard, isn't it? How do you describe beauty? It's easier to demonstrate it and to show it and to tell it, isn't it? It's easier to demonstrate beauty than it is to describe it. And really, that is the point. If someone asks you who God is, it's easier to demonstrate it and to tell it and to show it than to actually use words. And that's what God does. That's how he does his glory. He says, this is who I am, and it is good. And I want to show you who I am. I want to demonstrate who I am. It's the glory of God. So how does he demonstrate who he is? How does he show his glory? How does he share it? Well, he does it in a few ways. And the first one is this. It's through creation. I don't know about you, but have you ever been on a walk in the Yorkshire Dales? There's a reason we call it God's country, by the way, God's God's play. Have you ever been up there? And Have you ever felt closer to God? That there's just something about being out there, seeing the rolling hills and seeing the water and all of his beauty. And the reason is this, is because he actually chooses to display his glory through creation. Psalm 19 verse 1 says, The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. And Isaiah 6 verse 3 is where it says, And they were calling to one another, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. So what he's doing, he's saying, I've made a little bit of who I am visible in creation. I am sharing who I am. I want you to see my goodness. Because this is what God is like. He says, it's not just who I am, it's that it's good. And I want to share it. I want you to know who I am. I want you to partake in my goodness. So he says, I'm going to create a world that demonstrates how good I am. What do you see when you look around? You see the imagination of God. You see the splendor of God. You see his beauty, his awesomeness. So that's one way that he chooses to do it. Another way that God will do it is that he did it through the Old Testament and Israel. He said, I'm going to get together a nation and I'm going to display my glory through them. I'm going to show them what I'm like. And by looking at Israel, you'll see a little bit of who I'm like. I'm going to demonstrate. I'm going to call them together. I'm going to run it. It's going to be different. It's going to have my values. And you'll see a little bit of my glory. Israel was a display of God's glory. It was who he was and it was good and it was easy to see for those around. And, by the way, you'll read throughout the Bible special instances where the glory of God actually comes in power and his presence, the spirit of God, his actual visible nature is made, invisible nature is made visible. And it's just, if you read those passages, you'll see it with Moses when he comes down and it's the presence of God. It's who he is. It is good. And he shows who he is. So what's this got to do with Christmas? Because you see, God ultimately was unhappy with all of those things. 
He said, it's good that you can see me in creation. It's good that you can see a little bit of what I'm like. It's good that you can see it in Israel and it's good for them. But he said, it's not enough. I want to share even more of my glory. I want it to be even more visible. I want it to be simple so you can understand me. You can grasp me. You can understand what I, God, am like. He looked 2,000 years in the future and he saw the light church and he thought, man, they're going to need it simple. You're welcome, guys. I'm here to insult you. Simply put, he wanted to come down to earth in a form that you and I could understand. He didn't want you to work out what he's like. He wanted you to see him. And that really is ultimately what Christmas is all about. I wonder if there's only one verse I wanted to put up. I'm pretty fancy with my PowerPoint, so uh, when you see it, but it's this. And really, if you want to know the meaning of Christmas, ultimately it's this. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have now, because of this, we have seen his glory of the one and only son who came from the father, full of grace and truth. You see, Jesus was born into this world to make the invisible God, the God who is not seen, seen. He wanted us to see what God is like. He said, I want to show you, I want to bring you in on this goodness. And if you want to know what God is like, Jesus himself answers and goes, look at me. Because in John 14, verse 9, he says, don't you know me, Philip? He's talking to one of his disciples who said, I want to know what God is like. What is Father God like? And Jesus answers him back and he says, don't you know me? Even after I've been among you such a long time, anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? And that's what he's saying. If you look at Jesus, if you see who he is, you will see the glory of God. You'll see what he is like. You'll see that he is good. And it will be obvious to see. So what did Jesus tell us about what God is like? If you look at the gospel and you look at Jesus and you look at the story of his birth, the humbleness of being born into a manger, the fact that he then lived his life ultimately to die on a cross, what does it tell you about what God is like? What does it tell you about his character? What does it tell you about the glory of God? Well, I can't do it justice, but let me give you a few of my thoughts as I look at the life of Jesus. The first is this. He is a God of peace, says he's the Prince of Peace. He is mercy. He is full of grace. He is full of truth for your life. He is humble. He was born in a stable. He is saviour. He died for our sins. He was holy. In him is no sin. He is love and loving. He was kind to the little children. He fed the hungry. He was provided for those in need. He is a miracle-working God. He is a healing God. He is a teacher. He is wisdom for your life. He loves women and men. He stands up on behalf of the weak, and he stood up to bullies. Guys, if you want to know a little bit of what the glory of God is like, just look at the Gospels. Just see how Jesus lived his life. Look at who God is, and when you see it, it is good. Seriously, God could have been anything. He is God powerful, God almighty. People have terrifying images of who God is. And look who he turned out to be. He came down to earth as a little baby and said, I want you to see who I am. See the glory of God. See what it's like. And it was good. 
So I want to tell you, if you want to know what the glory of God is, I'm pretty simple and I repeat a lot of what I teach. It's just three things. It's who God is. It's the fact that who he is is good and that God lives to display his glory, to demonstrate it, to show other people. He's so passionate about his own glory. He's so excited about it. And why? Not because he's weird or just because he's just up himself. No, it's because he is the source of all goodness. And he stands in heaven and just says, I'm so excited about who I am. I just want you to know about me. I want you to have my life. I want you to have that goodness. I want you to have that peace, that mercy, that forgiveness, that provision, that miracle healing. I want you to have me and if you want to know the meaning of life and the whole story of the bible the whole of the bible is just about god displaying his glory it's the whole story of the bible he creates the world so other people can share in who he is and how good he is and then when people separated themselves from his goodness the whole story is about i want you back with me so you can share in my glory And that is the meaning of Christmas. It's one of the most important ever demonstrations of the glory of God. Because he said, I am good. I want you to get it. And I want you to share in how good I am. So I'm willing to be born on earth as a little baby. To live a life so that you can know me. And you can know how good God is. So what's our response to all of this? Well, the first thing is this. He wants to show you more of his glory today okay it's not a a past event it's not a, a thing that happened in the past it's not just at Christmas God this morning doesn't want you to leave this church without you seeing more of his glory and experiencing more of his goodness and in Exodus 33 verses 18 to 19 this is where you find Moses one of the people of God and he makes this awe inspiring prayer to God and God answers it And I want to put to you this morning that this prayer should be on your lips every Sunday morning as a church. But it should be on your lips every single day of your life. And he makes this prayer. And Moses says, now show me your glory. But this is God's response. Listen now to God's response. And the Lord said, I will cause all my goodness to pass in front of you. And I will proclaim my name. I'm going to tell you who I am. The Lord in your presence, I'll have mercy on whom I will have mercy and I'll have compassion on whom I will have compassion. And I genuinely believe that that prayer was not just for Moses to be answered. Yeah, he was one of the most humble men that ever lived according to the Bible. And God really wanted to show him who he was. But I believe that if we make that prayer, if we make that our prayer as a church... Show me your glory. That God answers back and he says, yeah, I'm just so excited. I live to answer this prayer. It's what I live to do. I live to show my glory. I wait for that prayer to come out of your lips. And I will now cause all of my goodness to pass in front of you. And I believe that if we did that every Sunday morning, can you imagine if we said, Lord, this morning, show us your glory. And that the goodness of God was to pass in front of us. That that's what we need in our life. Do you need some provision this morning? Do you need healing? Do you need mercy? Do you need reconciliation? Do you need more peace in your life? Do you need more truth? Do you need wisdom? Well, that's the glory of God. It's who he is. 
and he longs to show it to you. And the only cry on your lips should be, now show me your glory. And God says back, I'll cause all of my goodness to pass in front of you. And here's the second prayer I want for you. And maybe that we need to do because it's Advent and it's Christmas. Show me your glory, God, through Christmas. And I want to say that maybe Christmas was the greatest demonstration ever of God's glory and who he was, where he said, this is who I am, this is what I'm like, and it's good, let me show you. And I believe that Christmas has been robbed a little bit of God's glory, hasn't it? Because it's now a little bit about Amazon and Santa's nicked some of his glory. Santa, that guy. But my prayer for you guys is that maybe this Christmas that you see a little bit more of God's glory in Christmas again than you maybe would usually do. And maybe you do that as you sing those Christmas carols, and the worship team love Christmas carols, don't you guys? You love them. Um, And the words, they may seem traditional, but maybe as you see them, my prayer for you is that you might see them anew this morning, and that maybe as you sing, Heart the Herald, Angels Sing, Glory to the newborn king, that you maybe see something new of God's goodness, who he is, through his carols, maybe through the nativity that will be acted by small children. It's really funny, isn't it, that we pick small children to convey the depth of Christmas and the glory of God. But actually that gets it, doesn't it? Because God says it is simple. I want you to see my glory. As you see little four-year-old, five-year-old, six-year-olds acting out this story of nativity. Seeing that, the glory of God. Seeing it, the simplicity. Seeing that, the goodness of God. God saying, this is who I am. Just look at me. I want to share my goodness with you. So my prayer is that this morning, that our response to God's glory is that God wants to show you more of his glory. He wants to cause his goodness to pass in front of you and he will have mercy on whom he will have mercy and compassion upon whom he will have compassion. And here's our second response. We need to glorify him back To glorify is to display God's goodness for other people to see. Just as God displays, reflects, shows and tells his goodness to the world, we also are called to be glorifiers of God, to be a people that when people look at us as churches and as individuals, that people look at us and see the glory of God, they see the attributes of God, the character of God, what God is like. And by the way, what an awesome responsibility that people are supposed to meet us and go, that's a little bit of what God is like. Well, here's the thing. It does say in Romans 3, 23, doesn't it? For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That's the problem. We all fall short of displaying God's character. We all fall short of his glory, of his goodness, of who he is. But here's the other thing. Although we fall short, 2 Corinthians 3 verse 18 says this. And we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory are being transformed into his image with ever increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the spirit. What a promise. What an amazing promise that although I fall short of the glory of God, although I don't really demonstrate perfectly, and if you know me, you really know this, that I do not demonstrate the glory of God, his goodness, who he really is and what he's like, that day by day, 
by the Spirit of God transforming me. I'm on an ever-increasing path to bringing more and more glory to God, to having more of the character, more of the attributes of God, being more like him, displaying his goodness, being more peace in other people's life, being more mercy to other people, being part of his provision, being part of the glory of God and glorifying him back. And Matthew five sixteen, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good deeds and glorify your father who is in heaven. So the goal of my life should be to live so that when people know me well enough, people might say, although they may not know why or say it in these words, but they might go, you know what? God is glorious. God is good. You know, the way that the light church operates, people might go, you know, we don't know who God is, but if he's anything like the way the light church live, he's probably good. He must be flipping good. Because I look at the light church and you know what? They just give all this money away to charities. Man, if that's who God is, then God must be a generous God. Man, they welcome people in. They love people. They love those that are in need. Man, if that's who God is, then God must be good. That is how we live our lives, to demonstrate the goodness of God, to be glorified, to be reflectors, to have him in us, to have his character and his attributes. And again at Christmas, we have a special opportunity to glorify God and tell the world about him. And again, I want to, again, I don't know what your perspective on Christmas is. A few of us, we might think, you know what, Christmas, it's just a bit secular now. It's been nicked and maybe it was pagan to begin with. Who knows what, what celebrating Christmas really was. But actually, I think we stand as an opportunity to use Christmas as an opportunity to glorify God, to tell the world more about him, to show more of his goodness And how can we do it at Christmas? How can we stand as a church and say we're going to take back Christmas as an opportunity to glorify God, to share him, to tell people about how good he is? Well, I've got a few thoughts for you. The first is this. Well, we can remember ourselves the real reason for it, can't we? We can stand here and remember that it's really about God being born as a little child into this earth to demonstrate to simple people like you and I what he's really like. That's why he came, and he came to do it so that we would see the glory of God, see who God is really like. And maybe by doing that, we can give some of the glory back to God that's been nicked by Santa and Amazon. I think another way we can bring glory back to God at Christmas is that we can bring people to church that don't yet know him. What an opportunity at Christmas. It's a time, unlike any other, uh, un, un, any other point of year, where people are open to talking about God, talking about Christmas, and maybe even coming to church. So let's seize that opportunity. And why does that bring glory to God? Well, it's because the glory of God is meant to be shared. That's the whole point about glory. Glory is about God saying, I am good. It's who I am. And I want to share it with other people. And we can be glorifiers of God this Christmas by saying, come to church. I want to show you the source of all goodness. I want to demonstrate the glory of God. I want you who are far from God to know God. I want you to know his goodness. Here's another way we can glorify God at Christmas. Remembering why Jesus was born. It wasn't just to show the glory of God. It was also to be our saviour and to die for our sins, wasn't it? He's probably the only person. We all are born and we know we're going to die. 
he was the only person ever born with the expressed intention of dying so that people could know him. And again, why? It's only when you understand what glory is that you understand his death on the cross. Because he's so excited, so passionate about people being with him and sharing his goodness and seeing who he is and living in his glory that he says, you're far away from my glory. You're separated from me. You've fallen short of my glory. And I want to bring you back into my goodness. And that's why he was born. And by remembering that this Christmas, I believe we'll give more glory back to God and reflect more of his glory. Here's another way we can bring glory to God this Christmas. When we remember the lonely and invite them into our lives and our celebrations and what we're doing. Why does that bring glory to God? Because God longs again to demonstrate his goodness to others. And they'll see that in how you love them. They'll see his glory in the way that you welcome them in, the way that you share with them, the way that you maybe buy them a present and no one else will. I'm okay with you buying me a present as well if you want. That's fine. And here's the final way I think you can glorify God this Christmas, by being thankful. Whatever you do have, the family, if you've got them, if you actually are thankful for them, that's fine if you're not. Um, Remembering how thankful we are to God that he showed us who he was and what he did for us by being thankful for Christmas, by being thankful for the fact that the mighty God of heaven, the invisible God, was so passionate about his glory, so passionate about how good he is that he said, I want to be born as a little baby and I want to die on a cross to bring you back to me. By being thankful for that, we will glorify God probably more than anything else that we do. So guys, I like to keep it simple. And I like to repeat myself, and I'm going to draw it to a close. So what is the glory of God? The glory of God is who he is. It's that it's flipping good when you see who he is. And it's the fact that he wants to demonstrate, tell, and share how good he is with the whole world. And our part in that is twofold. And it's actually the secret that I've... I've I shouldn't even say this. It's the key to the secret of the meaning of life. It really is. And really, the first step of the meaning of life is to experience more of his glory every single day. That is the meaning of life. We were created and called for his glory. We were created to experience his goodness, to live in his goodness, to have his goodness. And my prayer for you this morning is that you would see more of the glory of God, that your prayer every day would be, Lord, show me your glory. And our God, our big dad in heaven says, yes. I live to show you my goodness. I will cause all my goodness to pass in front of you. Whatever it is that you need, my goodness will pass in front of you. And our second and only job, the only other meaning in life, is to then glorify him more every single day, day by day, more and more, demonstrating and glorifying God's goodness to this world and to other people. And by the way, guys, if you do that as a church, if you live to be recipients of the glory of God, to see and live out and to receive God's goodness into your life, and if secondly, you then live to demonstrate and glorify God and tell others how good he is, you will be so close to the center of God's will, so close to the center of his will this Christmas, that I believe the blessings of God will flow upon you as a church. So my prayer for you, and I'll finish there is that God would cause all his goodness to pass in front of you today and over this Christmas. Amen.